0: You are now listening to The Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. Today's episode is a little different. I think you're going to enjoy it though. So most, most episodes are me having conversations with people that inspire and intrigue me, getting into the journey of their lives. I also have some solo episodes. Well, today's guest has already been on... Getting into her life journey, she was episode 85. Katie Horwich, she is the founder of WANT Women Against Negative Talk, a writer, a speaker, a mindset coach. And because, like, we share about similar things, you know, like. I am about um, self talk, mindset, and so is she. And so we see things similar, but different. And I had been noticing like some of her Instagram posts. Like, I was just like, oh, that's interesting that that's how she sees it. Like, oh, I, you know, like it was just interesting um, to see that someone who I love, and again, we're about the same sort of things, just like how she sees things. Cause of course we're all so different, even though it's like talking about similar things anyway. So I just reached out and was like, Hey, would you want to do another podcast episode with me? Where we just like sort of talk about some of these things. And she said, sure. And then one day I just texted her and was like, Hey, do you want to record today? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we started talking about just catching up. And um, I was like, I didn't even remember what the posts were or like what I originally wanted to talk to her about. But it ended up being perfect. Um, And you will see why. And I hope that this episode supports you in some way. Um, Again, if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe. If you haven't left... or left a review for the podcast yet, do that. And then you can screenshot it to me and send it to podcast at yourjoyologist.com. And I will send you a free gift from my product line, like one of the keychains I have guest pick, um, you know, who knows, magnet, art print, journal, mug. You can go check all my products at shop.yourjoyologist.com. All right, let's get to the episode.
1: All right. I'm super excited. Katie and I have actually been already just sitting here chatting for like, what, 45, 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> catching up about, and just like about a tiny bit of our lives, uh-huh. a tiny bit. But yeah, no, it's been so great. Um, but while we were catching up, she was saying that I just texted her today, by the way, and was just like, hey, do you want to record a podcast together? <laughs> today. <laughs> and she said that she was in Home Depot when she got that message. And why were you in Home Depot? Yeah. Tell me what you said. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe we can talk about that. Cause I was like, let's record a podcast. And I was like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. I just think we, we have a lot in common, but yet are so different mm-hmm. and like both being in the like self-talk space. Mm-hmm. those are two things we both focus on and mindset, but yeah, we still like can kind of approach it differently or think differently about it. And like, I, so it's just like, yeah, I recently have just been like, yeah, it'd be fun to talk more about Katie beyond just like her life journey. Like we did. Oh, so that's what we were doing. But I figured we can start with what, what's oh, why happening I would, in your why, life right now? Why were you What were you doing in that line Depot? at Home Depot? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, well, I was buying a plant. Um, and then of course, Home Depot is kind of like target to me. You can't just go in and buy one thing. So I also bought a new dog bed and I bought another plan. I wasn't planning on, um, and I was in Home Depot because I, I, so I have lived in New York for a little over five years now, and I've lived in different neighborhoods. And right now I'm currently living in a neighborhood that's right smack in the middle of like, if you think of the pulse of New York, you think of the empire state building, you think of the Flatiron building, you think of that whole area. I'm living right smack in the middle of that right now. And I've been there since the end of March. So it's been like four months and some change now. And we were on the upper west side of my husband and I for three years before that. And absolutely loved it we were in a 470 square foot apartment a studio apartment and people always ask like oh my gosh how how were you able to be in that space during the pandemic and like not not want to you know beat each other up because you were so frustrated with each other and I was like it it was actually so wonderful because the area is Right in the middle of these two huge parks, Central Park and Riverside Park, we have a dog, Frankie, so we're walking her all the time, Um, and just the pace and the energy up there was actually really, um, we were so blessed to be around that before the pandemic and during the pandemic. Um, And so it actually really allowed for a lot of, not to say that it was easy by any means, but it allowed for a lot of reflection, a lot of self growth, um, a lot of groundedness in ourselves in our relationships in our career, all that stuff. So we decided to move to get more space um, and to have sort of like an adventure year, right? Because we are hoping to by next year and um, like build some some real roots. And so we thought let's live in a place that maybe we normally wouldn't be able to in any other time because so many people have moved out of New York City that the rent is just, I think it's also, it happened in LA as well and a lot of the other big cities where so many people left that these apartment buildings are just looking to fill their vacancies. It did not happen. It did, it, no, it was no. very hard to find place here. Oh. Like
1: there's very
2: little coming up
1: for
0: rent. <laughs> so
2: I take that back in New York city. So many people left. And so there were all of these like three months free, four months free and rent. Wow. Um, so, so oh. we ended up getting this place that uh, there's absolutely no way that we would be able to afford this at this point in our life. Um, but because of COVID pricing, we were able to move here. And it's all of these wonderful things. The building is beautiful. The amenities are fantastic. Um, we have, it's a one bedroom apartment. We have more space. It's right in the middle of New York freaking city. And it has been so, so difficult because the, especially, so moving as you know, cause you just moved, um, even if you're moving to a place that you're super excited about moving is a process and it is, it's, it's big and it's jarring. So moving, moving to a new neighborhood, moving during a pandemic and moving as things are starting to open up during that pandemic. So just the pace is different. The vibe is different and I feel almost guilty for being, or I felt guilty for being like, this is not it, this is not the place. I was joking with a friend the other day that I found my New York threshold (laughs) because everybody's been like, Katie, the last five years, you've just been like, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. And I am now in a spot where it feels, it it feels almost, um, I don't want to say abrasive, but it feels feels, um, like a lot, a lot at all times. Um, and I am someone and my husband is someone we each need space, not as far as like the space, our personal space. Um, but we need space to think we need places that we can go to just be that aren't places that we're escaping to places that we can go to basically come home to ourselves, which is what the parks were doing, which is when we lived downtown, which is what the river was. Um, this is a very commercial very busy, very high stress area. And so I've really been soaking all of that in and I've I've gone back and forth between, okay, like it's getting better, not getting better. Um, and I had this moment today where I was like, you signed a year lease, you're living here for the next year. So there are things that are outside of your control. Many things that are outside of your control right now, what is in your control? What can you control about your experience right now that is a small change that'll make a big difference and also won't stress you out as financially, like won't make you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm investing all of this stuff for this particular space that we're going to be out of in less than a year, because that is a very real stress that follows me around. And so I made a list. I actually, I have it in this first I got a notebook that I could carry around in my fanny pack. It's super cute. It's about the size of my palm. And I wrote a list, and I said things I can control. I said my home layout and design, my desk and workspace, getting outside, my calendar, the initiatives that I take, my decision to move my body, um, surrounding myself with plants, and then some other stuff on here. But I was like, all right. Well, Go and do the things that are going to at least make you feel peace in your own home. So I'm usually in my office um, at my desk in my bedroom right now. I'm obviously you can see me. I'm not in my bedroom. I'm in my living room where there's a lot more light. And I thought, just do that. Just because you have a desk right here doesn't mean you have to always do your work right here just because we've had like a few plants die in, in this space. So I was like, just because that plant died, don't be like, well, can't get any more plants. Go, go get a snake plant. Those are virtually indestructible. Go just get one and put it out and do the small things that you know are going to, you know, I put on eyeliner for you today, do the small things that are going to make a big difference in your mood. And when I say mood, I mean, not just like I feel happy, I feel sad. I mean that deep part of yourself that tells you whether you're going to take initiative or not, whether you are going to be proactive or reactive, because I do not expect myself to feel happy all of the time or like everything all of the time, but I I have my boundaries and I have my thresholds. And what happened for me over these last few months is that I hit on that very sensitive, emotional and mental nerve ending within me that decides whether I'm going to be proactive and not reactive. And so I made that list of things I can control and I'm starting to feel my will to be proactive. I'm starting to feel that come back. Um, and that's why I was in Home Depot. I love
1: that. And I so get it. I actually like reposted, I think yesterday in an IGTV and a YouTube video that I made last year. That was, we can't always have what we want (laughs) like right now. And in when I was made that video, it was because I knew I didn't want to be like living in the same house as my um, children's father. I don't choose to call him my ex. Mm -hmm. I'll say that right now. Cause also we have children together. We are always going to be a family. We're no longer cohabitating, but we are family. And so for me, Saying X feels like a weird... Yeah. It just feels weird like yeah. to me. So I have different wording. Like I will say, we transitioned our relationship. Mm-hmm. Or we no longer live together. It's not even like we broke up. It's... <laughs> Right, right. So anyway, but I was so clear on that. And I did like, I was living, I, I we were, I was in the room, and you know, we were good, you know, like obviously it's, you know, there's reasons <laughs> that this transition happened, but I felt like, you know, we were doing good and I had space, but at the same time I was like very much like, I know I don't want to be living here at the time. I didn't feel like I didn't have the money to afford moving out. Um, and I was focused on writing my book proposal. I think that was before I even sold the book. So like, I was just like, this is what I'm dedicating myself to do. And sure, I could have put that off and like did this, but like, I really just wanted to commit to that and to stick with it. So like, I was just making money from whatever happened to come in through like products and, you know, maybe some podcast sponsorships here and there. But so like, so I was choosing to like, I want to move and I don't want to be here. And I don't even think I want to be in the city anymore. I want to move back to this LA area. But I also was sort of choosing those situations by not making the choices to get out right now and to make the money right now and all of that. But like what I wanted, I couldn't have in that moment. And so, but also, so then I was in a space of like, well, what can I do to like, how will that feel? Like, okay, I'm imagining myself in a different space where, you know, this and I have the girls there and we split custody or whatever. And so what is that going to feel like? Okay. And so then like, what can I do right now to feel that? So like, make a space for my yoga that was set up. Not just like I tried to do yoga. Like I made an actual space in my bedroom. I took lots of walks Mm -hmm. (laughs) by myself, like got out and just take a walk, you know, and even five minutes or 20 minutes. Like, so I had the same thing that you're creating this list right now of like how to get back to you. I had done the same thing of like I had to keep reminding myself when I would get in those moments of like oh mm-hmm. I just want this and I don't have it right now like you're like probably like okay I realize I want to move somewhere else but no we signed a year lease. Right. It's also like well we you can break the lease so there is that choice Yeah. it would be really shitty but like you know but like okay we're choosing to stay here for this year lease so right.
2: yeah. And also like going back to I I I want to get back to the how do I want to feel in just a moment but also going back to like The reason that we made this decision in the first place and the reason that we chose to move down here versus staying in our studio apartment or going to another place in the same neighborhood or even going to another neighborhood altogether, the reason we chose to be here was to have a year that we wouldn't normally have and to also get information from that year. We knew that we loved our neighborhood However, we also wanted to make sure that like we we also didn't just love it because we had gotten comfortable there and familiar there. So, we wanted to try out an, a completely different vibe, completely different environment because who knows maybe we would actually prefer that. And so, we're we're actually getting the exact information that we that we set out to get by being here. And I think that what you said about how do I want to feel? It's, it's so important and you do it in your work, in your way. I do it in my work in my way. Um, but so often we can get so wrapped up in, or I shouldn't say we and make a declare statement. I know I can get so wrapped up in what I am fighting against and what I'm not liking and what's wrong with things. Um, and, and 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 what I don't want to see, whether it's in my life or in the world, that I don't even stop to think about and really sit with and, and map out, well, but what do I want to see? Because I, if I say I don't want this thing, then there's some deep part of me that actually knows what she does want and how she wants to feel and what that would actually look like. And so to take the time to... Say, how do I want to feel? What are the things that are going to get me there on a granular, granular level, like you rolling out your yoga mat and putting that space, having that space in your room, me buying the virtually indestructible plant. watch, like it, it's going to die next week, right? <laughs> Buying that virtually indestructible plant from Home Depot and being able to see it in my apartment feel the way I want to feel does that make sense
1: no totally and that's what I was saying and and it was when I wouldn't even get to how do I want to feel because that is a question like yeah like I ask people and myself all the time and it's in my daily connection journal it it also was me naming like what am I feeling right now you know because it would feel like this oh like I don't want to be here or the stress whatever so like me being okay with like what is that and then like what are you like wanting or craving and so it, me being like okay if I'm saying I wish I could just do that now like why because what am I feeling and like what am I fighting like what do I want and so for me as like more space or I want I don't want to be around you know this type of energy or I don't want this so it's sort of like well how can I deal with that right now and that too and that led me to like taking more days for myself and taking an initiative of being like you're watching the kids today or this is our schedule now and me as a mom like taking back like not taking back more of my personhood and being like, we are both parents here. Like Mm -hmm. I am not taking the everything as a mother. So, and those were things that I did because of like realizing my dissatisfaction, my anger, my annoyance. And what do I want? I want more space. Well, if I'm saying like, I'm not going to have space until one day when I don't know when that will happen, when I move out, like that's a long way to wait for it. So what can I do in my life right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go away for an hour. I'm going to go work somewhere else for an entire, and I did every day for over a year. I went to my friend Jason Mraz's property once or twice a week, Mm -hmm. and it was a a (laughs) lifesaver.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Having those places where you can go and like, feel, feel like yourself. And I feel like in those moments, just to get a taste of another way of existing. It doesn't have to be like a huge way. Like I was just saying to my husband, Jeremy, um, so he, he works down the street. He has an office there. Um, and it's right in the middle of everything. And it's basically like a closet. We call it his cave, um, and doesn't have windows or anything. It's, it's purely functional. Um, which is, which he realizes like not great for his mental health, but it's, it, it functions exactly as it needs to be right now. And for me, I found like you going to Jason's house, I, I run to the river and I go to the river and I will run and sit on the pier and just like I'll listen to a podcast or sometimes I'll call my mom or just look out at New York. Um, and just being able to, to get away and remind yourself that the, that the now isn't, isn't the forever. Um, and the one thing isn't everything is so important. You know, when you're in that state of, ah, It can feel like, it can feel like everything is just adding fuel to the fire of, well, like this, this is pissing me off. This is annoying me. And then this is, and then this is, and then this is, and it's like, no, get, get yourself, give yourself a wider lens. And sometimes, you know, I think that we want things to come. We want those reminders to come easily. Or like well if I only had a backyard or if I only had this space, if I only had an extra room, it's it's sort of like that saying of like, um, your problems follow you wherever you go. Like you can you can change the city that you're in, you can change the apartment that you're in, you can change your surroundings, but uh, if you're if you don't commit to taking those proactive steps, then like the world is going to give you reasons to get pissed off and for you to say, well, one day when, one day when, um, I think, you know, maybe this was the post that you, that you, <laughs> that you sent me and you're like, we should talk. I wrote something. See, we're getting back to it.
1: Except so I wouldn't have said we should talk because I don't use that word. <laughs> no,
2: no. <laughs> I, <just> <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, what if we talk? No. I think, I think that you're like, you're like, uh, like, would you want to record something just to, just to like, just to talk, just, I don't think you said shoot the shit, but basically, um, but I said something like, imagine if everyone waited for their self-perceived day, when we would spend our, our days waiting and call it a life. And I think that that is something that I've experienced over and over to my own life in my own life, and I've also seen with loved ones where they say, "Okay, well, when this happens, I'll blank." or when I get this, I'll be able to blank. You hear it a lot with people with money. Well, when I am just making this amount, I was just reading something or watching something. I forget what it was, but um it was talking about how Paris Hilton, I think, was asked like what her number would be. And she said, when I make X amount of money, then I'll be able to relax and then I won't have to work as hard. And then she made that money. And someone was like, Paris, you made that money. You don't, guess what, like, isn't that great? You don't have to work as hard. And she was like, are you kidding me? I am more stressed than ever because now I'm scared that I'm gonna lose that. I'm scared that this is a fluke. Um, So just like putting yourself in those little moments of like, okay, well, Maybe today, let's be realistic. Maybe today isn't the day when I have this big thing, but it can be the day I, I do something else. Like giving yourself those little moments is so important.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what like the video I was saying was like you can't always have what you want right now, but you can like figure out like how to like you know encapsulate, which that you know is what we had both of us were like doing. It was sort of like. I can't move out right now. Or I, you're like, and I, I could have just chosen I'm moving out right now, which is eventually like, okay, I'm moving out. <laughs> eventually, what I did, but I like, it was a lot of these different things. And that was, you know, what got me there. Like, it was sort of like, look, I can't, you can not get what you want eventually. Like, but you have to be realizing and tuning in to like, I'm not happy here. Why am I not? What would I want? Okay. But yeah, like tuning in, like, yeah, you can give yourself a dose of that. Like, you're feeling this, you want to escape this, whatever, like, okay, like, what can I do? And yeah, like I would go leave for the day, but also, like I said, I would go outside and just take even a five minute walk. It's yeah. so like, I am stressed right now. I am this, I am wanting space. I wish I didn't live here. Mm-hmm. So what can I do right now? Well, question <laughs> you for right you now. now. <laughs> so now
2: that you're in a new space, do you find yourself do you find yourself still taking walks? Like, do you find yourself still practicing the things that that you were doing before? Or do you feel like you don't need those practices anymore?
1: Well, most of the time that I've been here, I've been with the kids, and they have, and we're like, yeah, which we have like been. There, but it, it was that sort of like, let me go out by myself. But no, I honestly, um, I got what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it feels fucking great.
2: Good. <laughs> Good, every
1: bit of it feels amazing. Um, so yeah, but like now, of course, like even once I got here and I was like, I did it, and I'm so proud of myself, then of course, there was like some like, oh, where well, there's this, that, and I like, I caught myself like laughing at you know, it's like, of course, like there's always going to be something, but no, whatever that was, it was something small. And like, yeah, we're in a new like figuring it out, and the kids are going to school soon. So, like, yeah, as we were talking before, there's gonna be like a whole new routine once the start, school starts, and then I have like five work days, and then all of that, but um, walk walks for me is always a big thing. And that was one of the reasons I fell in love with this area that I'm in, because it is such a like everybody out and take a walk and you can walk to things and walk to things. So like I purposely moved somewhere where it had amazing walking. And that's one of the reasons I fell in love with it. I was come up here to write at another friend's house as an escape and I just loved walking. And I was like, why do I love walking in this neighborhood so much? And it's on a grid, that's what it is. New York city, Chicago, we're on grids and I've lived there. So this is not like a city, but everything is on a grid. So I can turn on any street and I can always find my way back. And that is so fucking comforting to me. I love that. I can just keep turning. Cause I love change mm-hmm. <laughs> and love just going where I want to go. Um, so yeah. And you can actually walk to cafes and coffee shops, but like, for me, the fact that this little town is on a grid yeah. Is like even better. So I love walking here. And that's one of the reasons that I fell in love with this area and wanted to live here.
2: Oh, I love so. that. I mean, talk about a metaphor. You could you feel free to meander where where you have, wherever you want. And, and you always know where you can you always, always find your way back. Easily. You you can always find your way back and you always know that you'll get to where you're going.
1: Yeah. So good. Um I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm so happy for myself.
2: (laughs) Good. Good. As you should be. As you should be. I, I think that it's such bullshit when people don't like when, when people decide that it's other people's job to be happy for them and not their own job to be happy for them. Um, and not in like a selfish way. I think in a, in a, um, putting yourself a side way. Like it's other people's job to determine if, if like, if they're happy for me or not. And if they're happy for me, then it's all good. If I'm happy for me, that doesn't really matter. Like, no, you should be happy, happy for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I feel like whenever I started first sharing myself from, you know, writing blogs or whatever, it was like sharing all of it and sharing the like internal struggles I was facing and what I was getting out of it. So like the point of me always sharing, no matter what it is, and I'm sharing the struggles and that it's also like, well, How It wouldn't make any sense for me to not actually share the real joy and the, like, I did it and the congratulations and it feels great. Because if that's the point, if me sharing my story is the point that hopefully people are seeing their own bullshit, their own things that are stopping them, and then they get out of the way, then, like, well, fuck, well, I better be showing that I'm happy with my choices, right? Like, Right. Like, I never thought about that with you saying that, though, and I was like, well, how shitty would that be if I was sharing... Yeah, sharing these things and then I'm not telling people how purely out of my mind happy I am with yeah. all the choices that I have made. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, if that's like, like, if we're like, ultimately- please motivate
1: you, like, please, whoever's listening, make the hard change. Like this was not easy. A lot of hard things that happened for me to get here. And it was
2: all
0: worth
2: it. Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of, a lot of times, it's really it's really easy to share to share the the struggle stuff. Um, I don't know. At least I I know that when I first started writing, very 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 first started writing blogs. Like this is I want to say this is before even before I you were blogging before
1: I, yeah, I think you were probably blogging even before I was, even though I didn't know you back then.
2: Yeah. I was, I was doing, you know, cave drawings that was blogging. It was that long ago. No, it was, it was, it was back in the, in the old ages of the, the early aughts as they call them, um, pre 2010. Um, but I remember it's because, you know, we've, we've talked about this and I think we talked about it on the other episode. Um, I, in, in college, I struggled with a, an eating disorder and a lot of different body-related um, mental health issues, and that followed me into my early 20s, and there was definitely a period of time there, and that's when I started walking, um, and there was definitely a period of time there that I felt like I needed to keep my struggles so hyper present, not that I needed to manufacture them, but that I wasn't necessarily, it wasn't a good thing for me to move forward through them because there were two thoughts. There was one, I thought as, as a creative, as a writer, as an artist, as a performer, um, like, am I going to forget? Like, am I going to lose that Um, Mm. in my mind, I'm thinking, am I going to lose like the special sauce? That's like making my work relatable and deep. Um, and then the other thought, which I uh, talking to a lot of people who have been in, in recovery or who are, uh, consider themselves recovered, they think like, who am I without my struggles? Like who I, I know myself in this context, like as the person mm-hmm. who's working through these things, and so it can be really scary to move on um, and to move through them into you know the next iteration, the next layer, the next version, V two, V three, V four of who you are, um, through a period of being like, okay, like it's if you keep sharing all of the things that you're struggling with solely, that is the narrative that you are crafting for yourself. Because I believe that the language that we speak on the outside, and that includes written language, the language that we speak on the outside um, mirrors the language that we speak on the inside and vice versa. So if all I'm talking about is just all the stuff that I'm struggling with, then I have created, created this narrative for myself that there is always a struggle. And I'm not talking about literal, actual circumstantial things, right? Like I am not talking about not being able to pay my rent, which I've been in that position before not being able to buy gas for my car, which I've been in that position before. I'm talking about the idea of I don't want to say, "woe is me, but that things are so hard and I am, I am being reactive to my environment. If all I'm doing is being reactive, then like, where is that getting me? And that's just creating a negativity bonding loop. It's people like you who are saying, I'm going to share when I'm feeling good. I'm going to share when I'm happy. I'm going to celebrate my wins and not in and not in a contrived way, but like, I'm not going to pretend I'm not joyful when I actually am joyful. I'm going to be who I am um, when I am that person. It's people like that that are so important for people. Like I think of my former self who needed to see people openly celebrating their wins and being happy and being joyful so that I could see that there was another way of being in a grounded, realistic way that also didn't say, well, you need to be this way all the time. Or when you are this way, then there's never going to be a struggle. And all of your problems are going to go out the door and, you know, it's, it's footloose and fancy free is I think a a song, maybe a Disney song says, um, like it's so important to really own. I think the breadth of our experience, high highs, low lows, and everything in between, because when we lean too far in one direction, it is toxic positivity. It's bypassing really real deep systemic shit. And when we lean so far in the other direction, it can feel like there's no way out. It can feel like we are we are so trapped that this, that we are destined for a life of sadness, failure, whatever it is. Um, so really just like recognizing all of it and um, moving in between these stages seamlessly, I think is is really is so important. So I'm so happy that you say like, yes. I am happy for myself. Like, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for me, too. Great. Like, I'm celebrating you and your book, and you're like, yeah, I'm celebrating me and my book, too. Great. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that for their friends, their family? Who wouldn't want that for complete strangers? Like, if you don't want other people to celebrate when something genuinely wonderful happened in their life, then... I don't know. I think that there's something to get curious around there. Like why 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 do you think that they shouldn't celebrate this wonderful thing? Why do you think that they don't deserve to be happy? Why do you think that they're conceited or full of themselves or narcissistic if they're leaning into their joy, you know? And there could be some really and I don't say that in a judgmental way. Like There's really, really interesting information there for you to find out. Like, that's an opportunity.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's probably, like, rooted in your childhood, you know, of, like, how you were told to behave or what you saw modeled or who knows. But I get it. I mean, I get all of it, and I still will have moments of hesitation. I mean, today I, like, made a... A TikTok video about like, because I had previously made one that like about, hey, I got to work with Dolly Parton. That was one big dream I made true, becoming a live sound engineer, and that culminated. I posted a picture of me and Dolly, and whatever, and then I posted like, oh, I made this dream. Wait,
2: wait, wait! Yeah. It's on
1: TikTok from a while ago. <gasps> it's my most viewed. Wait, I haven't really made a so- TikTok. I haven't made it, but that Dolly video got me a lot of views. And then, you know, I made another one. Like, but then, point is, like, I'm empowering people to, like, you can, you know, like, I didn't know anything about what I was doing and, like, that happened. So, anyway, so today I was sharing, like, oh, mm-hmm. I forgot I told you. Then I became a joyologist, but I've also made these dreams come true. And a part of me again was like, Trisha, why are you, like, wants to be, like, why are you, like, talking about yourself? But I'm like, the reason I'm sharing this is because, sure, I'm special but so are you. So is everyone out there. Like I made these things happen because I had an idea. I believed in myself enough to keep putting myself out there. And there's a lot of things I also believed in myself about that didn't happen by the way. And yes, there are like, I am white, like I have privileges, but like, I basically like the message is like to believe in yourself and to at least try to put yourself out there. But even when I'm sharing stuff like that, like, yeah, like part of me hesitate, like, oh, is this just a video of you bragging about yourself? But it's never, that's never my intention. But a part of me will start to hesitate before I hit publish. You're not allowed to talk about, but like my intention really is when I'm sharing about all these things is like, cause I want that for you too, whoever you are. Like I made these choices and changes and I'm really happy about them. So maybe you can make choices and changes in your life and then you could be really happy <laughs> about it. And like, that doesn't mean everything's easy and perfect. I still have daily struggles yeah, and there's yeah. a lot happening, but like, yeah. And it's also, yeah, it's mostly these things that like stop us is this fear of being judged. Oh, I'm afraid to share this. I'm afraid to be too happy. I'm afraid to, that's where my phrase own your awesome came from was because I went into a yoga studio in New York City and the guy was like, how are you today? And he didn't even look up. So he didn't really give a damn. He was just saying that. And I was like about to say fine or okay, but I was just like, I'm awesome because I was in a moment of my life to them. Like, my gosh, I can't believe I get to live here and I'm doing this, blah, blah, like I felt awesome. And like, holy shit, how is this life? And that I made this happen and I get to do these things. And I answered with awesome. And the part of me immediately was like, oh God, what is this person gonna think about you? Because you said you're awesome. And he looked up and was like in awe, like that's possible it's possible to feel awesome and to tell you, and that is where own your awesome came from. It's like, we're so afraid to be who we are. We're afraid to like make our own choices to, you know, shine because what will other people think? But so we're like dimming ourselves, but really like when you own who you are and own your choices and own your joy and own your awesomeness, there's people out there that you are going to affect by, Oh, that's possible. Wow, look at that person's joy. Look at yeah. that person wearing that bold outfit. Look at that person wearing a crop top, even though uh they're not this size. And I was always, you know, led to believe I had to be this size to wear that. Like whatever the thing is, like
2: crop tops. I've been wearing everything. a whole
1: lot of sports bras <laughs> only, thanks to you, by the way.
2: <laughs> that was I, I feel like that's one of the like best social media moments I think I've ever had where for, for a couple years I posted what I called the summer of the crop top. And I would do like an Instagram video, whatever about it. I would write about it. Um, and you messaged me one day and you're like, I've been wearing, I've been wearing just, or maybe you post a story. You said, I've just been wearing a sports bra to work out. And like, at first it felt weird. And now like, I love it and I can't imagine doing anything else. And I thought, like that's amazing. And is look is wearing a crop top going to change your body image forever and ever for all of the days is believing in yourself going to be the thing that changes every single thing in your life. Like, no, however, to your point earlier of like, of privilege of, um, what we talked about in the 45 minutes before we <laughs> press record on this, um, you know, there are, there are people who out there who, who will say, you know, if you change this one thing, if you change your mindset, you will change everything in your life will change. And that's just not true. And that's why, you know, I appreciate you and, and your work so much. And what I hope to, to do and impart through mine is these are all just tools, right? These are all tools in the tool chest it's like i i said this the other day the tool in the tool shed like it's not the whole freaking construction crew it's one tool that is an important tool and that doesn't mean the other tools aren't important it doesn't mean that everything can be done with this tool but you know it's something it might be the difference that makes the difference you don't know what the difference that makes the difference in your outlook or your trajectory is going to be. So I figure why not get a robust toolkit? Yeah. And
1: I mean, I think that that's one of the things I'm trying to always share about is like, we're all human. And like, that's the one, like the point of podcast being called claim it. And it's like that. Yeah. We're oftentimes putting these things outside of us, like, you know, what you're talking about earlier. And even with the Paris Hilton thing, it's like, once I have this, I'll be okay. I'll feel enough. I'll do that. And it's like to claim it for yourself right now, whatever it is that you're chasing, but also to remind you that we're all human. And no matter what, no matter how much, no matter how, whatever you eat, no matter how much meditating you do, no matter how much yoga you do, no matter the, how donating you do, no matter how many good choices you make in your life, shitty things are still going to happen outside of you and like, you know, to your loved ones, to this, but also like doubts and fears and judgments and comparisons and all of those thoughts are still going to come from your brain. And that doesn't mean that you failed and you're not working hard enough. That is our human mechanism. And it just like, the more mm-hmm. we make space for like those thoughts being okay. And like asking them questions and not knowing, like they don't have, that doesn't mean that all those things that come up are the truth. But I think too, we're so hard on ourselves because like, Oh, i I doubted myself, or I did this, or I judged this person, so I'm a shitty person. Or oh, I got a gossip, and I'm not supposed to gossip. It's just like, and then we just like leave ourselves as like that terrible person. It's just like you can keep coming back to yourself, <laughs> you keep using tools, and keep moving through it all. Yes, yeah. because it's going to keep coming up no matter what,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. no matter
1: how much work you've done.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's not like it's not like one one conversation or one practice or one habit that you've honed is going to change everything forever and ever. And you're not going to judge yourself, or you're not going to deal with comparison, or you're not going to have these very human experiences happen to you. Cause like, guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, Unless you're listening with like, I don't know, your, your dog in the car, or your cat next to you. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you are a human. And so you're going to have human experiences and it's not about not having those human experiences. If you're a human who is listening to this podcast, you are going to have human experiences and it's not about not having those human experiences because like, that's the nature of you being in this body. You're a human. Unless you're like a a dog who's listening to this podcast next to your parent. Um, but it's about what you, what you do when you're in those human experiences. hmm Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not someone who, well, first of all, I am, uh, I am more in tune with like the reasons why we're feeling the way that we're feeling than, than my husband is. Um, so I picked up on it. I want to say within the first two weeks of living here, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, like when I know, I know, um, it took him a little while to figure out like, Oh, why am I feeling more anxious? Why am I feeling more stressed? Why am I like, why do I have a a shorter, a shorter fuse? Um, I am not someone who really entertains regret in my life. I, I definitely used to. Um, and I've, I've really worked to, I don't know, I guess, train myself out of, of regret because it really to me regret is um many times like stewing in regret it's 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 a useless place to stew because you can't unless doc brown is coming up with the DeLorean like you can't go back in time so it's all about so what am I going to do next? I go really quickly from the place of like oh we made the wrong decision Um, or for me, I'm like, oh, this sort of mirrors the time that I lived in LA and I was living in the nicest apartment, the nicest place that I had ever lived in my life thus far on my own, besides my parents' house. Um, and it was the worst experience. So nicest place, worst experience, not to say that this is a, the worst experience by any means. But I was like, oh, isn't this interesting? I'm in this really, really nice, really chic place and it's not bringing me even an iota of the joy that the tiny 470 square foot studio that was farther away from downtown, it was a little more uptown, like it's not even bringing me a smidge of that same, that same joy. Um, I go very quickly from hey that like this probably wasn't the best choice to um to to i don't want to say the learning mode but of like all right this is there's always there's going to be a next time there's going to be there is another move in our future there are hopefully many more moves in our yeah. future these things and i think i go from this was a bad choice or wrong choice or whatever to now I know really quickly because I refuse to sit and entertain things that like, like I said at the beginning, like things I can control in this notebook. I refuse to entertain things that I absolutely 100% cannot control. And 100% for all of us, again, unless you have a time machine, none of us can control the past. None of us can control things that have already happened. And so I don't try to. Yeah. And I do. I just, is your question kind of, No, yeah, totally. I mean, I
1: figured it was like, a sim- yes it's similar but different like i said is like my yeah, thing just like and us like you know <laughs> i like just your term too that you didn't use maybe in this description but how you're just saying information like you know i think that that's a great thing so when we get these moments of like oh i should have or i we list mm-hmm. or whatever then like oh this is information like this is information for me you know because yeah like i said it can come up for me you know like daily even like little things it's like oh, okay, let's go out to this restaurant. And so I ordered my kids this and then ugh, they didn't eat it. Like I should have just ordered them one meal or like, oh, whatever. But instead of going right. there where it's just realizing because for me, it's like the waste of, I hate wasting food and wasting money. And yeah. I also have to be like, Same, Same. Same. oh, this is all learning. So now I know when we go to that restaurant, this, go or to, like, the, yeah, go exactly. to that Russian with the kids because they apparently don't eat anything. But also then it's like, well, you don't even know because your kid could eat grapes <laughs> one day. And then right. the next week be like, I don't like this type of tortilla or whatever, rice or whatever. Right. But then you know, you know how to
2: prepare. Yeah.
1: So like when I have those moments of like wasted stuff, I'm like, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I had made a different choice, which is a should have. Then it's like reminding myself like, OK, like well, now I know, or that's learning. Okay. And so now the next time that happens, I, you know, have this information to then make the different choice. And that really helps
2: a lot instantly. Yeah. It, it, it really, really helps. And I mean, I just said it the other day when I got, I got a little frustrated saying like, there have been so many times where I, in, in my recent past, I'm talking like the last five, five to seven years where I have pivoted, um, because of necessity or pivoted because of, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm like kind of at a point where I, like, I don't, I don't want to pivot right now. So talking about like work, like I've worked many full-time jobs and then left to do my own thing and then gotten another full-time job. And some of that has been logistical financial stuff. Like, you know, you do what you need to do to pay the bills. There's definitely that. Um, And some of it has been like moving across the country and just things happening. And sometimes I can get into the space of like, well, what if I had just stuck with that one thing back when I started it? And what if I had just seen Mm -hmm. that through? And that's, that's probably the hardest for me, but I still take that as information. I still take that as, okay, well, I didn't that time can't change that. But what did you also like learn about yourself along the way that you wouldn't have learned otherwise? What experiences did you have along the way that you wouldn't have had otherwise? And what is it what you do right now? What is the value right now of sticking with what you're doing and sticking with it through the times that might feel a little more uneasy? Like, Like, what do you know about yourself and about your work now? that you've gone through all of these different iterations. Um, because you know, in three years or whatever, I could say like we talked about, you know, one day when I do this, one day when I do that, one day when I make this much money in three years, it will be three years later than it is right now. No matter what, I will be three years older. The world will be three years older. The changes in the world will have happened. Like, That is going to happen no matter what. So what do I want to do with the time that's ahead of me? Sometimes I think we spend so much time focused on the time that's been behind us that we forget to shift our gaze forward into like all of the time that we hopefully God willing have ahead of us while also keeping in mind that nothing is promised and everything could go away tomorrow. And you know, it's the proverbial, if today was the last day of your life, how would you live it?
1: Yeah. Well, and I was also thinking too, with like thinking about like the future that some people, you know, have the fear of making the wrong and putting wrong in quotations choice. And so then they don't make the changes of the choices. So, you know, like you know, like, well, yeah, maybe you guys could have not moved. Because was like, well, I don't know. We don't, you know, we're not here, but we are, we are happy here. Like, you know, and something you don't make. And so then people like don't make a choice because they are fear that it might not be better or whatever. But again, it's like, and I am like, that's information and that's learning. And you wouldn't ever know. Or like, I know somebody that moved across the country and then it's kind of like, not sure if they love it and kind of one to move back. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, we'll move back. Like, that's information. But it also a lot, it too, like, people then, again, it's the fear what people think. Well, you moved there, and now you're moving back. Who cares what people think? Yeah. They're not you living in your body who cares? in your life. So make the choices that feel better for you and not what they look like or what you think they might look like. Because also, who cares? Like, that's probably going to inspire more people. And some people might be like, wow, they really can't believe they left that town and they just moved back. Like, who why, like, why do
2: they have a say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also use, I also use, like, future, the idea, like, the, the, I use my imagination to imagine what my future regrets could be to help inform the decision that I make in the moment, right? Like, like, for me in New York, I think, okay, well, if I were to, if I were to move anywhere, but let, let's say back to LA, if I were to move back to LA next month, what would I regret that I never did or tried or experienced in New York? Um, and that tells me, I don't know, do you do that ever? Like that tells me a lot about the experiences that maybe I, I, I want to be having and that I should be going after imagining what. I think some some people do it. Um, I know that you talked to Bronnie Ware, like the regrets of the dying person, um, and she said that the top regret is people say that it's it's living the life that others expected of me, not the life that I wanted. And so, some people, I think that they think of like their deathbed. What would I regret not doing if I was on my deathbed? I like to keep it a little more hopefully immediate of like, well, what would I regret if it was a year from now? What would I regret if my situation was different? What would I regret not doing if I, what would I regret not doing if I ended up taking that job or not taking that job? What would I regret if I moved or didn't move? Um, so I think that regret can, can be used in in good ways and also help you get in touch with like What is the life that you want to be leading that is not dependent on what other people think of you?
1: Yeah. It was interesting when you were like, Oh, do you do that? And I was like, I don't think so. And then I was, yeah, I've never done that. (laughs) And I think it's though, because Mm -hmm. I do it even more present tense because of the edit around should. So I'm constantly every day, all day long coming into what do I want? Why do I want that? And whether that's like in my everyday choices and the bigger picture So, and that doesn't mean like it's again instantaneous. Sometimes it takes me a while to get to that making that bigger want, but I think that's why I don't really think about that because I I'm so that constant switch that I have going on all day long, because even though I don't use the word, it's still the feeling comes up has me, yeah, mm-hmm. like being able to, and that, but that's again, with, with that coming up. So then I am every day coming past the, well, what would other people think? Well, what if that doesn't work out? So those are things I'm facing every day as I'm facing myself.
2: In my yeah. yeah. Do you think that also being a parent is, is part of that? Like, as far as like that, that quick sort of like the urgency around the decision-making
1: I don't think it's affected me at all. Or not really. I mean, maybe, it, maybe other people. But yeah. yeah, I think since I already had that happening in my mind pre-kids, that no, if anything, it kind of might slow yeah. me down because if I didn't have kids, then I could be like, let me make that choice now. If I didn't have kids, I probably would have yeah. moved out a lot faster. So if anything
2: yeah, I know me people me down, are,
1: whereas I might know what I want, but the getting there takes more time.
2: Yeah, I I know people who are on both ends of that spectrum, which is why I asked. I know people who will say that like I became I became a more assertive person once I had children just because um, like I needed to make decisions for my family. Like everything just had higher stakes. And I also know people who became um, incredibly risk averse when they had children because, I mean, sort of like same, same reason, but different lens over it of, oh, things. And I don't have kids. I mean, I have my, my fur, my fur baby, but I don't have human children. So I can't speak from experience, but yeah, I know people who say, yes, I've become more assertive and people who are like, no, I've become way more risk averse and way more, um, i guess in tune with all of the different decisions that i could make and everyone's opinions about them because because i became a parent um so i just think it's it's really interesting also to note that like just because your experience looks like somebody else's doesn't mean that you're going to have the same experience with
1: it totally you know i mean and that's too it's like oh, we're all human and we have these human experience, but also at the same time, everybody is so different. And it's two people can experience the exact same thing, like in the same place, the exact moment, and then their takeaways is different based on, yeah, their past and their history or just how they receive the information. You just never know. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you never know. You never knew. And you do the best with what you've got and you do the best for what's next and, um, I think just doing all of all of that work to really be able to separate the information and the shoulds and the regret and the judgment and the people pleasing, like being able to at the very bare minimum name all of those things and recognize them. Like, I feel like that's that's the best place to start is just knowing Lear, learning to know your rhythms and your patterns and what happens and when it happens. And then it's like, then, then you stop basing or your, I don't know, emotional state on what you think you should do because other people got what you want or how you want to be by doing that exact thing. So then you're just chasing the other people's dreams and just emulating their life.
1: Yeah, I mean, naming what you're feeling—just naming it—is so huge. And I think compassion is such a big thing for ourselves and the thoughts that come up, and our experiences, and our feelings, and compassion for others. Because we might—we can become our minds can be so quick to judge people and to say they're not whatever I'm, or this or that, or how would they get that, or whatever the heck. Or why do they see it that way? It's obviously this way. Or I wouldn't make that choice. Whatever the things in, like you don't fully know them and their story, and their process, because you are not, you haven't lived their life, and live in their brain, so, like, to just keep coming back to compassion, even some people that I have some really hard times with, or some shitty things that I feel like were done to me, or to other people, like, I can still have, like, this bit of, like, what are you, what, like, hanging on to, like, reason, I don't know, you know, things, but still, like, having compassion, that, like, there's some things I don't understand, and they, you know, like, I don't have to like, I can forgive someone too, but it doesn't have to be with like them. It doesn't mean letting them in your life, but just like having compassion for humans and their human experience, even when you can't understand their actions and their choices.
2: Thank you so much for texting me randomly today. I had the best time talking to you. You're
1: welcome. Thanks for being up. Yeah. I was like, Hey, would you happen to want to record today? But a lot of like laughing faces. I'm like, I'm totally not <laughs> expecting to say yes, but a part of me felt like Feel like she's gonna be up for this and um, yeah.
2: You knew. Yeah you know.
1: You never you know. know. Why not ask?
0: Okay. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would love to know, and I'm sure Katie would too, what resonated with you? What stood out? What got you thinking? Send us DMs or comment on, you know, the episode listing in the claim it Instagram. You can message me. I'm at underscore Trisha Huffman. Um, Yeah. Share the episode, tag us for more on Katie. You can go to katiehorwich.com, i'm your joyologist.com. And again, if you now want to learn more about Katie and you didn't know much about her or you just want to re listen, her episode is episode 85. I'll make sure to put that in the episode show notes as well. Um, hmm, I love leaving you with a final thought, and I never even know. Do people keep on listening for the final thought or do they just tune out as soon as they hear my voice saying this is like the end basically? <laughs> so final thought, give some thought um, since we were talking about moving, how do you feel in your current, current space? What do you love about it? What would you want to change about it? Because maybe that'll set you up for the possibility of you do want something different, or maybe it's just shifting your space somehow, shifting some furniture, buying something new, getting rid of stuff. How do you feel in your current residence? If you're craving something, what is that? Can you sort of give yourself access to that right now? All right.